All right, welcome to podcast number two of the Uni Sharks. I am Mako Shark here with my co-hosts, Lemon Check and Hammerhead. Hammerhead. All right, so before we jump into the meat of what we're going to talk about, um, Hammerhead had a little bit of news for you guys. Yeah, so I just want to update this a little bit. Um, I we well we've been working on having the podcast not just on YouTube. Uh, for you know future use anyone um, we'll probably we're going through this one platform that allows us to go on Apple and Google and Spotify platforms so you can listen to the pod- uh, the podcast there we'll probably be updating and you know probably putting links just in case so if anyone wants to use those instead of YouTube but yeah I think that's that's it right now turn the time back over to you then <laughs> All right, so um, we talked a bit about what we wanted to discuss today, and we thought the big thing would be The Mandalorian, because season two just started, and we're all super excited, especially me, because I've been a Star Wars fan since I was six years old. So, but first, I kind of wanted to talk about, like, kind of the good and the bad that's come about since Disney obtained Star Wars back in 2000-whatever. Um... I think, back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> and I think we can all just agree the sequel trilogy kind of sucked. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you, Miko. Yeah. Like, um, it had some good moments, of course, but it doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. It kind of feels like fan fiction. Like, the Disney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's, just, that's just the vibe I get from it. Like, it's not bad, but it's not great, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so it's actually almost been... Decades. Okay, they they bought it in 2012, but I don't know. It. I didn't look into details specifically, but I don't know if Lucasfilms left after that. It sounds like they left before the movies release were made. Because I mean, we had Rogue One, which is probably I think you said this earlier, Mako. It's probably the best thing we got so far out of when Disney bought Star Wars. Um, I really, I really like how you put it as a fan fiction, because <laughs> um, like we have characters from the other movies, you know, we have Luke and Leia and all those characters, which is really great because people love those characters from the originals. Um, but I, you know, I you know we hear this all the time. The story writing's kind of okay, and it's kind of gradually got a little worse but there's fun parts but i don't know maybe maybe it'll get better the later years after we make more memes yeah <laughs> like the prequels age like fine wine yeah the memes really redeemed the prequels in the eyes of society i think it's society yeah I mean, <laughs> i've always liked the prequels um yeah like as a kid i actually kind of liked jar jar yeah like you know as a kid yeah. Then I grew up and playing one of the video games, Jar Jar would cause a lot of problems for you on accident. So at that point, I was like, okay, I get why people hate Jar Jar. <laughs> but even then, like, you know, Clone Wars actually made him kind of funny. And I guess overall, he was a character made with good intentions, you know? Yeah. So, and um, Liam Neeson actually came out recently in defense of the actor that plays Jar Jar. I can't remember his name right now. But over the past few years, he's kind of, like, come a little bit more back into the spotlight and talked about how when the movies came out and how with how hated Jar Jar was, 
he actually entered into a depression and became suicidal at one point. And, you know, people would tell him, well, it's not a big deal. You know, it's like they just hate the character. And he, but he said, well, I put a lot of myself into the character. So it feels like they're hating on me. So and Liam Neeson talked about how after he met the guy, he was so funny. He went and told his agent, hey, I feel like I just met the new um, Eddie Murphy. You know, that's a huge compliment to make in the entertainment industry. So, but just because of all that, he kind of shied away back into the shadows. And yeah, it's really a kind of a shame what happened to him. But um, yeah, going back to the prequels overall. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the prequels, we at least got cool characters and music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like the music. I think that was the best part of the prequels. Like, growing up as a kid, I actually enjoyed like listening to the soundtrack more than watching the prequels because it was a lot more fun vigiling what happened in my head with the music rather than actually what happened, you know? Yeah, like yeah. Duel of the Fates, Battle of the Heroes, and uh, then, of course, characters. We got Django Fett, Mace Windu, General Grievous, Count Dooku, everyone crapped on, on him at the time, but Clone Wars managed to also redeem him in the eyes of a lot of fans. So same with Anakin. And, you know, from that show, we also got Ahsoka, so technically she's a prequels character. Yeah, I mean, there's... It's got to be Darth Maul. Everyone knows oh, yeah. Darth Maul. Yeah, of course, Darth Maul. Yeah, I mean, like, his screen tie was kind of cut in half. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But... <laughs> cut in half. <laughs> but, I mean, it, they brought him back for a few things, you know, like the new... I think it was Solo, right? Yeah, he was in Solo. He was in Clone Wars. Yeah, he was in Clone Rebels. Wars. And so, I mean, they brought him back, and he was a fun character. Um... I don't know, that fight was that fight was just go, so good. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it sucks because in the original trilogy, it, they're just good movies. But the only thing I wish that we'd be able to have is, like, the same ability of, like, the fights in the movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just hard back then. You know, we had an older actor and just didn't have that technology. Yeah, and they were also figuring out how they wanted the fights to be because originally George Lucas said he wanted the lightsabers to be really heavy, so they wanted to have that in the combat, and then partway through they were like, well, that's really boring to film, so <laughs> let's like put in some actual fencing and um, what's that thing called? With It's like a Japanese martial art with the wooden swords. Shouldn't sure, talking about, but I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I don't want to say anything. I keep thinking hop keto, but that's got nothing to do with it. Ah, uh, we could look it up later. Yeah, but um, yeah, you probably, you guys probably know what we're talking about, though. But uh, yeah, with that, they. Uh, I feel like Star Wars is a very interesting phenomenon because, like, no matter how bad it is, it's still fun to watch. Yeah, I and mean, that's yeah, how I felt about the sequel, or yeah, sequel the Disney ones, but. Like, even though, like, I didn't really care for it, like, it's still, like, fun to watch with family because it's Star Wars, you know? You just grew up with it, and it just has that vibe, you know? It's really cool. Yeah. So it's interesting, interesting phenomenon, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I guess kind of my beef with the sequels is that they're just not as much fun to watch. Mm. So, because the music's not as good. Like, I can't remember a single new song from the sequel trilogy. That's true. I can kind of recognize Ray's theme, but that's just because of Battlefront 2. (laughs) Because <laughs> they play her theme when you pick her as a character to play as. Oh, okay, okay, that makes no sense. I feel like it wasn't really planned. Like, the stuff they did with, like, the sequel, there's no big plan for it. There's Disney's like, oh, let's make movies so that we can make money. And so there's more monetary game is more of the... Um, the goal. Yeah, the goal rather than trying to create, like, the next 
next step for the Star Wars franchise because I, I feel like I didn't really feel like it really went anywhere that anywhere good at least you know yeah I, I mean they they finished a story that kind of hopped around because I mean they because you, like you said they had like three different directors or producers three well same director twice but with a break in the middle so yeah Mako's our uh, Star Wars expert yeah during <laughs> this fight since I was six years old <laughs> No, but um, yeah, I completely agree with Lemon. It's that with all the other movies, like whether they were good or bad, they at least had George Lucas overseeing them. So there was a cohesive story tying them together. With the sequels, it seemed like they expected the directors to each play off each other without, you know, kind of a supervisor making sure, like, they, like Kevin Feige does with the Marvel movies. So it's like you have J.J. Abrams who did Force Awakens, which was okay. It was like... Just a retread of A New Hope, but with less interesting characters. But it had potential. Yeah. So, you know, we give it a pass. And then The Last Jedi comes out, and Ryan Johnson just threw a lot of stuff out the window in favor of uh, twists. Or even, like, I like to call them anti-twists because they didn't really lead to anything interesting. <laughs> like so, the gambling island and... Yeah, the gambling place and, like, Ray's parents are nobodies. Oh, Wow. That's fun to know. Yeah. It doesn't explain why she just magically figures out everything. Yeah, I mean, obviously there are prodigies and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it, like, even Luke, the actual, and Anakin, the actual literal prodigies, <laughs> even they had to have training. Like, people that say, well, Luke didn't train long with, with Yoda, well, Luke still was there for at least, like, two weeks. Let's lowball it, you know, or more likely a month with... One of the best Jedi Masters of all time who'd spent hundreds of years teaching people. And on top of that, it was a really intensive, like, crash course in Jedi training. And they even have comics that flesh out what he did to kind of further his training after he left Yoda's house, planet, whatever you want to call it. So while with Rey, it's just kind of, you're watching it going, not so much, oh, how is this character going to figure out this problem? It's more like, okay, what is she going to pull out of her magic hat to solve this problem now, you know? Like, suddenly she's a crack pilot. Oh, suddenly she's an ace gunner. The pilot thing kind of made sense because she said she did um, simulations. But... Getting a triple kill on your, your first live action. Yeah, like, getting a TIE fighter triple kill in episode 8 was a bit much. Uh, well, and then, of course... Yeah, and then, of course, episode 9 was, like, damage control for 8, which I think they even said they weren't trying to do that, but it seems pretty clear that's what they were trying to do a lot of the time. Yeah, I feel bad for some of the actors because, like, some of the actors that were promised to, like, have a good, like, a good uh, story were kind of shoved to the side. Like, yeah. what was the Asian woman's name again? Rose. Tran. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, Tran. Like, she was just basically threw off to the side. There's, like, oh, well, people don't like her, so she's just kind of, like, a side character for most of episode nine. Oh, the, yeah. the one that played Rose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, kind of similar to Jar Jar. I mean, this one, you actually uh, see who is the actual character and it's like it goes back to i mean we don't i don't know maybe you heard an interview of her saying the, how she felt about the character but then it was a lot of people hating the person than the character yeah they should have hated the writing and the acting she did her job yeah like the yeah. actors were great they did their jobs it's just the writing and directing completely wasted their characters mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people pointed out, Finn was a former stormtrooper. Shouldn't he feel something about killing his fellow stormtroopers? 
But instead, he's just like going, woo! And just like, yeah, I just killed this guy. I know, I might have worked with him for two years. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, maybe he took his lunch. I don't know. We don't know their past. Yeah, he could have been from my planet and we were all, you know, kidnapped. Yeah. So, and then like, it's like by the ninth movie, him and Poe just devolve into background comic relief instead of interesting characters. It's just too bad because, I don't know, I, I liked Finn in at least the first movie. Yeah. There's a lot of potential there. And he actually yeah. drove the story forward too. Yeah, and then they kind of just left him. Didn't really explore anything with him that too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's it was the movie's greatest sin was just a waste of its characters. Mm-hmm. Besides, Kylo Ren, I think actually was decent throughout, at least decent. Yeah, he he at least had an arc. Yeah, a, a character arc. Yeah, and like the moment when he meets his dad and they kind of forgive each other and he throws his lightsaber off the deck of the Death Star, I was like, that was actually a pretty good moment. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, <laughs> you remind me of that one video. <laughs> it's with, <laughs> with Kylo Ren, he throws his lightsaber off, oh and then you just hear Grievous. <laughs> <laughs> Another addition to my collection. <laughs> just times it. <laughs> That was so good. I love that thing so much. I should turn into an entire series of videos of just this guy, like, what would you even call it? Video shopping Grievous into these scenes so he can dive after the lightsaber. That was so great. <laughs> yeah, didn't the guy after behind that, they're like, how did you guys do this? And he's like, so much time in uh, quarantine because or led to this masterpiece. <laughs> COVID's given us a few gifts, and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that was great. <laughs> we should find a way to put it into the video so so people know what we're talking about. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if we're able to, we'll yeah, put a link. Yeah, don't worry, guys. We'll link it. We'll link it for you guys to find. Yeah, hopefully we can find it not in a meme completion, but I'm pretty sure we can find it just by itself. <laughs> um, we're not that fancy yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on trying to make things a little easier for you guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, but recently. Star Wars has been doing pretty good, but not just in movies, though. I mean, you mentioned The Mandalorian, but, like, the games are doing a lot better. Oh, yeah. Um, Fall in Order. It was really buggy. Um, like, falling <laughs> through the ground, like, ten times. That was great. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and good story, too. Mm-hmm. Even, like, the older games, I was like, more than the movies at some point. Like, Battlefront 2 and The Force Unleashed. Like, I feel like I got more immersed and more like into that, those um, stories more than the actual movies. Yeah, and like the Jedi Knight games, oh man. I was playing through one of those a few months ago, the Jedi Knight Outcast. My gosh, when you go back to the temple to relearn your force powers as Kyle Katarn, and they're playing Binary Sunset the whole time as you're learning how to use the force, it, like, it felt like I was becoming a Jedi. Nerd. Shut the crap up. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, like... Recently, well, I mean, we've been talking a lot about the sins of Disney Star Wars, but there has been some good that has come of it, like, um, kind of an unpopular, well, not so much unpopular anymore, but, uh, yeah, we got Rebels, which was actually a pretty good show, um, and then, yeah, we got The Mandalorian, we got Rogue One, which Lemon and I were talking about, it's like, it's not a fantastic movie, but it's so much fun, you don't care. It is, like, fun Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So, and then Solo, which, first time I watched it, I was like, this is the okayest Star Wars movie I've ever seen. I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. 
But, like, each time I've watched it, I've been like, you know what? This is just a fun movie. There's no, like, space opera. There's no epic battle between good and evil. There's no lightsabers or force powers. It's just, you know, thieves and guns and Han Solo learning to be a decent person, finally. Yeah, I feel kind of bad for that one because that's, like, one of the better ones I feel like that Disney's put out, the most underrated one. Like, yeah, there's definitely some flaws in there, but I feel like it was, it had something and it was, like, I don't know, it's just more fun to watch, like you said. Yeah. yeah. I felt kind of bad for the director. It's like, he's the first director in history to, like, have a mo- have a Star Wars movie that's, like, done bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, oof. Well, until later. But, yeah. yeah. Well, and even that was kind of a bunch of nonsense on Disney or Lucasfilms or whoever's part because they hired Ted Lord and Phil Miller who make the Lego movies and Into the Spider-Verse. So, you know, they're phenomenal directors, but they mostly do comedies. And then they fire them for saying that they were making the movie too goofy. It's like, what did you expect? Well, also, wasn't Han Solo, like, boycotted by a bunch of people because they didn't like The Last Jedi? Yeah, that too. And, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't going to see it just because I, I like Han Solo as a character, but he's not my favorite. So I was like, I don't care what his origin story is. But then I read an interview with the director when they asked him, like, why do you think the movie's doing badly? Is it because of the boycotting? And he said, well, I hope not, because we put a lot of effort into the movie. So, you know, I hope they judge it on its own two legs. And after I read that, I was like, okay, you know what? He seems like a nice guy. He made a decent point. I'm going to go see it. You know, and it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. I mean, they had some good characters. I like the guy with the four arms. I forgot his name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, for for however long we had him, he was a good character. <laughs> he was, I mean, they also had good, some pretty good actors. I mean, the the main guy that was kind of like a hero and anti-hero and betrayed and rejoined and betrayed. Yeah, he was a pretty interesting character. Yeah, honestly. he's a good actor. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Um, Which, and so it's like, they weren't really slacking off, but, you know, it was just a lot of things that, that just could have, I don't know, been a, a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. I've only seen it once, too, so... If- watch it again i'm pretty sure i'll find something to complain about yeah. <laughs> but it's not like the last jedi where every time you watch it there's just something else you notice that's wrong with it <laughs> it gets progressively worse every time you watch it which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is a shame because ryan johnson's a good director like knives out which he made a short time afterwards or even around the same time was phenomenal so i think i'm the only one in this room that's seen it yet uh yeah we're working on it it's kind of my fault because i own it and i should have shown it to you guys yeah I watched you. I watched you watch it a couple times. That's right. I think you were busy though. With <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just like outside the window. Yeah, I watched. It's not like the ending of it, so I know how it all played out. But, oh, yeah. dang. Well, yeah. yeah the, mm. But I don't know. <laughs> so but then, of course, there's like the big thing that everybody's been happy about. It's you know the Mandalorian. So which a little bit like Solo, it's not about epic you know, good versus evil, huge galaxy-defining battles. It's not about the Force, light side, dark side, any of that stuff. It's just a lone gunslinger, you know, making his way through the galaxy. Which adopting is, a little baby. Yeah, adopting a little baby that we're all That's very interested in. <laughs> yeah. Single father. Single, Yeah, single father with a gun. Yeah, it's a very good single father movie for any single fathers out there. I highly recommend the show. I guess, speaking about it, it kind of reminds me of not that I played it though, but just from what you said of The Last of Us, like, what's it, Joel? Joel and Ellie? Uh, Joel and Ellie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like their relationship, you know, making their way through a post apocalyptic world, I yeah, guess. It kind a little of, different. Not as sassy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, not exactly the same. Yeah. But, you but know, that's same, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like father and child dynamic, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Does Baby Yoda have a boy or a girl? I think it's a. It hasn't decided. <laughs> Pretty sure it's a boy. Like, everyone seems to think it's a boy, so we'll just go with boy for now. Well, she's sexist, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. They haven't really revealed it. If it has, we have not heard anything. If anyone wants to make a comment down below, that's fine. But, yeah. So, two of us have fully finished it. But uh, we're working on the third. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I've, yeah, I get the gist of it. Yeah, yeah we, we, we've been a little busy this weekend. I mean, obviously, holidays and Homework. schoolwork, yeah. But, I don't know, I guess I'll go first. <laughs> My yeah, go impressions. Ahead. We probably won't go into spoiler details um, for any of you that are watching it or going to. But, I don't know, when I, when I was watching it, I kind of felt a little... Like, not disheartened, but I felt like they weren't putting as much heart as they were in the first season um, until at least, like, the second half of the episode. Uh, I feel like it was kind of like, all right, guys, let's start recording, and then, like, they forgot to practice a little bit longer. Um, But, like, I still enjoyed it. I just felt like they acted a little bit better in the first season. But then again, it is the first episode, so it probably will get better. Okay, so it's more like a beef with the acting than something else, like the heart of it, or... Yeah, yeah, I think it was just a little slower, um, you know, there, there was a pretty, I don't know, maybe there was a pretty good time between recording, um, and so they kind of just, the actors themselves just kind of slowed down a little bit, and just, it sounded like they're reading script a little. Yeah, um, I was telling our other roommate whom we'll hopefully have as a guest on here soon. Um, there was a rumor going around that Pedro Pascal actually stormed off the set because he was mad he wasn't getting enough screen time. He's like, he's in there 24. Yeah. <laughs> now, I haven't fact-checked that, but I want to say it's not true because, like, how stupid could you possibly be to be upset about that, you know? Like, I'm being paid to represent one of the most beloved characters in Star Wars today. Which actor is this again? Pedro Pascal. The main character. Uh, Oh, yeah, uh, Mando. Oh, I see. Yeah, Yeah, like, why would you give that up because you're not getting enough screen time? Like, Like, he's an actual face. That's what we mean. So, like, I doubt that's true. Like, there are very few people that would be that big of a diva, you know? I know, he's getting paid a ton of money to wear a helmet and speak. Yeah, it's like, I told you guys earlier, there was a character in my favorite show, Top Gear, named The Stig, who tests their cars. He gets paid... $100,000 $100,000 per episode to race some of the fastest, most exotic cars in the world. And they lost two of them because they got upset they couldn't show their face. Like, that was the conditions of his contract. He could do all that, get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, as long as he didn't show his face. And they're on the third one now. Well, I guess it depends on their price, too. I mean, 100000 to us might be a lot, but to them, maybe not so much. Uh, a lot of them are former, like, Formula One racers, so I guess that would make sense. Yeah, so it all depends on the background and perspective, I guess. Yeah. But still, it is kind of dumb, though. It's like, come on. Just, get, just do, the, do the job and get paid. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like you sign up for a contract. You promise something. It's like, try not to break it without good reason. Yeah. But um, that rumor aside, I guess my own thoughts on the episode, it wasn't... 
didn't really tie to anything big. I feel like it was just kind of a fun, hey, we're back. Let's just have an adventure for this episode sort yeah. of deal. And, like, it still added some cool stuff. We get to see a crate dragon, you know, you know, on screen for the first time ever. So we get to see the Tusken Raiders actually working with people instead of trying to kill them. So we'll learn a little bit more about them. And then, of course, and I guess we will have to stray into spoiler territory a little bit to talk about this, but... Yeah, so spoiler right now, we'll put a timestamp when we start and when we end, if you don't want to hear. Yeah. Um, starting now, Boba Fett. <laughs> so, Boba Fett's back, and it's like, I'm really excited because, you know, initially when the guy, the marshal shows up wearing his armor, I was like, that's not Boba Fett, it doesn't fit. And then he explains how he found it, and... Uh, our other roommate and I were actually arguing because he was like, there's no way Boba Fett's back. That would be so stupid to retcon him. And I'm like, well, they, are, they already did. In the old canon, before, you know... Um, yeah, in the books, they, had him brought, they brought him back. Yeah, exactly. He actually did live. In fact, he got eaten by the same Sarlacc three or four different times. I'm not making that up either. That's why I'm kind of okay with Disney axing the old canon. But, yeah, like... This other character, who I guess is also established in the books, finds the armor, uses it to protect the town, and then, you know, at the end, Mando's given the armor in return for helping kill the Kray Dragon. But then we see this character watching the ship take off, and he turns around, and it's the actor that plays Jango Fett. So we know for sure it is actually Boba Fett. Oh, and I'm just, I'm so freaking excited. Oh my gosh. The actor has a pretty good gig. Like, he's brought back on, but he's, every time he's brought back on, he's like a different actor or different character. I know, right? <laughs> it's like... You have a literal army of characters you can play as whenever you right. want. <laughs> that was my job at Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's like, I mean, he did have like a million of himself or more. <laughs> <laughs> just hop around whenever you want. <laughs> but no, no, I'm, I'm excited. Like it, it, was, it was a good twist. They did a good job on that. You know, thinking, it's like, oh, okay, it's not going to be him. And then it's like, oh, oh, looky there. <laughs> and I pulled a sneaky, you know. Yeah, it's like, we'll see how he plays into the rest of the season. Maybe he'll chase after Mando to get his armor back. Maybe they'll team up. Maybe they'll, you know, fight each other. Who knows? Either way, it'll be cool to see. Yeah. yeah. The writers have to be very careful, though, because they're trading dangerous territory with Boba Fett because there's, like, not very much we know about Boba Fett. But at least I don't. From, like, because the original movies, he just kind of does, like, a couple one-liners and people just loved him. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, they be careful not to destroy the character and have people hate them, you know? Yeah, just to yeah. bring him in to kill him. Yeah. yeah, or just like they do something, or they just kind of portray him, portray him in a way that a lot of fans don't see him as, you know? Okay, yeah. okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's not really much there, so a lot of fans have their own perceived notion of what, he, what he's like, but then he doesn't, he may not match those fans' expectations. Yeah. Well, this is a risk for everything, but yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. you can't... You can't please everyone, yeah. Yeah, exactly, but there is a really big, uh, like, agreement of, He's cool and stuff, and we like him for these reasons, and we don't want to change. Although I think the little lizard monkey thing in the sixth one had more dialogue than he did in the entire trilogy. <laughs> Which one? I oh, remember Java's little like lizard monkey thing that would oh, tackle. Oh, uh, the stupid thing! I hate that thing. But then I like, had the weird laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't even do it. Yeah, like I think Boba Fett had like three sentences that he spoke the entire trilogy, and that was it. Uh, he's so cool. Okay. I know, he is, though. He is. And, like, the books and the video games and the cartoons fleshed him out a lot, so. But, uh, 
Yeah, there's still also a lot of excitement for other stuff. There's still the rumor floating around that they're going to bring in Ahsoka or Sabine. So, and of course, there's that hooded lady that's probably a Jedi from the trailer. So we'll see how all that plays out. For this season? Yeah. I don't remember that. I'd have to watch that again. But yeah, then that's going to be interesting because, you know, it's between six and seven, correct? Yeah. And so there's just still a lot of stuff that's happening and we don't that we just don't know about so mm -hmm. so that's exciting <laughs> all right so i think that's everything we've got to say about star wars for now yeah we'll see how that comes out yeah <laughs> next <laughs> week well i might something different i feel yeah, pretty good about it the first season of mandalorian was really good so i feel pretty good about it oh yeah yeah i'm sure they'll do fine there is like, the Honest trailer for season one did point out they're probably going to start trying to cram in references and characters now for season two, but as long as they don't overdo it, they'll be okay. So, now, um, I think I'll turn the time over to Hammerhead for a little <laughs> bit to talk about a show that we started watching for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, so, we, we brought it up before. Uh, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> There's another. Okay, sorry. We're, we, always, we always keep remembering memes every once in a while. <laughs> we have random conversations. Mm -hmm. But it was we mentioned it last time. It was this, the anime called Another. Uh, came out in 2012. And finally had these two finish the show. I personally uh, watched it myself before. Uh, but it's very, I guess, you know, spooky, I guess. I don't know. Um fit halloween vibe and it took us forever to finish it it took us the whole month um because we've we just been so busy this past month um and it was great it was great seeing these guys reactions and uh, they're um like thinking of who is the characters and everything oh yeah so we ended the spoiler for Mandalorian, but we're starting another spoiler. If you haven't watched another, I highly recommend watching it. Um, probably not all at once. It can be a tense, uh, but we'll probably talk about the things that are pretty important to the story. So if you don't want to, we'll again put a timestamp of when we end. Um, but yeah, like just overall, what, what are your opinions of it? Like starting to middle of it to the end i feel like it was really well written it was a very well written horror there's a lot of like intense moments but they're done very well like the part where um you find the tape and you try they're about to find out like how to stop the curse or the calamity from happening and it's just like really intense how they built the whole atmosphere and whatnot yeah so um actually i don't think we even explained what the calamity was did we I did think we, that yeah, we did mention it last week, but I guess the refresher, it's they're not really, like, it is called the Calamity, but essentially they have like an extra person from the dead and no one knows who it is, records are altered, and someone's dying, at least one person's dying once a month. Uh, someone in the class or someone related to that person up to like two generations, so, like grandparents. Yeah, so like if you guys think back to your high school classes, just imagine the absolute fear of once a month, you know, either you or a classmate or a family member or one of their family members is going to die horribly in some accident. Yeah. That's like the gist of the show. Yeah. But, well, how do you think, what do you think about it, Mako? Um, 
I really liked it. Like, it's like, I kind of explained how I felt to you guys when we finished it, but it's sort of like a show that I'm really glad I watched, but I'm not sure I'd want to watch it again. Because, not because it's bad, but because it's so tragic. It's so good at being a tragedy. Because, you know, you got all these poor teenagers, these poor high schoolers that are just randomly getting killed horribly, and they just start having mental breakdowns toward the end of the series. So, but it is phenomenal just because it's a great mystery. I can almost promise you, you won't see the final twist coming. They do cheat a little bit, I'll admit, but... You don't guess who the imposter is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, like Among Us, yeah. <laughs> it definitely is an Among Us anime, uh, except there isn't... Well, the imposter's not killing people. It's the, the curse. Yeah, and the imposter themselves don't even know that they're the imposter. Like, yeah. They're not aware of it. Yeah, but there's definitely a scene later in the end of the show where they go to this place, and it really gives, like, you know, they, they all go inside, and it's like, there's one imposter. And, like, you are the imposter. Like, shh, don't say anything, you know. Yeah. They really give that vibe. But... But I would say it's very classy horror, you know. It's like, if you want to compare Alien, the first one, to any of the Friday the 13th movies, this is more like Alien. It's more like actual good writing, good directing. It's not just, you know, dumb, gore, fun. Yeah. So for that reason, I really like it and I really respect it. And I got to recommend it to anyone, honestly, whether you're an, anim whether you're an anime fan or not. There's like good, there's good... Um lighthearted moments too like it's not all just like oh, yeah. really grim and like really depressing dark anime but there's like really like there's like moments where it's like oh it like makes you smile or not but then something terrible happens and yeah yeah but yeah my, the OVA was really good too the OVA is kind of like a pre prequel to the show and that OVA just like broke my heart like seeing how one of the characters like one character what is it Misaki Misaki yeah Misaki yeah. she is like very like depressed and very quiet and just very like nonchalant of the whole series but then the OVA kind of shows like why she's that way like yeah. the OVA shows you're like all happy and whatnot and then you find out like what happens and you understand why she acts that way so it's kind of like heartbreaking watching that yeah, yeah. watch the OVA there is after and there is admittedly a really weird scene in the OVA oh yeah yeah don't, <laughs> no. don't watch the OVA with your parents yeah. or I mean if you really want to you can but <laughs> I would recommend it yeah. Um, but yeah don't rec I recommend don't watch the OVA before you start it, some places might call it episode zero um, I personally watched it before I've watched the show back in like 2013 um, but it kind of spoiled a lot about some characters and uh, what people are saying later in the show um but yeah i mean i recommend it you don't have to wait until next halloween season to watch it you know just give yourself some time to to watch the episodes yeah, spooktober all year long yeah <laughs> spooktober yeah all right mm -hmm. make it last more than just a month make it last all year <laughs> so yeah but i don't know i kind of want to there, there's some shows we watched it in Japanese, but I want to know like how some of the characters sound English. Um, but usually, I don't like. I'm not. I'm not a fan of English voicing in anime. For select a uh, few shows, which I could probably talk about later. But um, some shows I remember, like when we watched Gamers, 
Uh, oh, yeah, it was actually funnier in English. <laughs> yeah, it was super funny. But we only watched that one clip, so we don't know if the rest of the show was pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll we'll bring up the age-old discussion of sub versus dub. I don't know what your guys' opinions are. So, me being probably the most casual of the three of us when it comes to anime, I usually prefer dubs just because it's like, I'm an American. Okay. I speak English. So, I want to listen to it in English. <laughs> but then, like, sometimes they just do not pick a good voice actor for the role. And the voice actor is not even bad. They're talented. They're just, they don't fit it. Like, there was, there was one, I'm going to admit, I usually have trouble figuring out, you know, what's a bad dub versus a good dub. And then, um... I ended up watching a dub of a show that we did watch. So, and that's when I was like, okay, this is a bad dub. Like, the character was really airy-fairy and just had a super annoying voice. I was like, it's not even, like, bad acting. It's just bad voice. It just doesn't fit. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, another show that I watched is a Gretzko. And I tried watching, I tried, I actually showed the first episode to my dad. And um, I tried watching it in English, but I just couldn't do it. Like, I've gotten so used to the Japanese voice acting from Gretzko, I just couldn't do it. Like, it was maybe cringe here in English. Like, I don't know. But there's other shows I watch that, like, I enjoy the dub more sometimes. But sometimes it's kind of like, in, J in Japanese, I enjoy one character's uh, voice, but then in English, I like another character's voice. It's like, it's not like all, all one or one or the other. It's kind of like a mix of both, you know? Yeah. But yeah. But I also, I'm trying to learn Japanese too, so I kind of lean towards more sub, so I'm trying uh, hear as much Japanese as possible, so that's the kind of reason why I lean more towards sub, but every once in a while I do enjoy a dub. Yeah. So. Yeah, and like, I think, I feel like a lot of dubs are good enough for me, <laughs> but there are some where I feel like they really nailed it, and to be honest, I disagree with the Agresco thing, because I feel like they actually did a great job with the voice mm -hmm. actors. And then another would be uh, Fullmetal Alchemist, which even Hammerhead, like, when he showed that to me, he did it in dubbed because it's the voice acting is that good. So and it makes sense because a lot of the actors, when you look them up, are very experienced. They've been doing this for decades now. Yeah, no, like there for me, like I said before, there are select shows which I choose dub. You know, like Cowboy Bebop, that one's notorious for the dub actually being better than the sub. <laughs> you know, Full Mount Alchemist. Um, even like Death Note, uh, you can argue that one. I've, I've seen in both versions. Um, but there's shows that I feel like they knew that people were going to enjoy it, and so they made sure they got the right people. Yeah. Well, I mean, what would you say would be a bad dub, though? Like, the one I was thinking of was K-On. Yeah, <laughs> K-On's pretty <Gosh>. bad. <laughs> a lot of uh. cutesy shows. Um, I don't know, I... I feel like it's practiced a lot more in Japan for at least anime of the girls having that type of voice. Like super high pitched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like in English, you know, you just kind of go with the person's voice acting. And there are very talented voice actors, of course, but it just uh, feels different. Um, like a bad dub. I mean, well, that's for kids, but like Pokemon, you know. 
What, Pokemon? Yeah, like... Wait, are we talking the 90s Pokemon or the newer one? Uh, newer. Okay, good. But, um... <laughs> it's like, don't mock my childhood. <laughs> but it, it's just like... I have, I have another <laughs> friend that I've watched shows with, and he put it a pretty good way that, like, you watch the show in Japanese first, and then if you want to rewatch it with friends, you know, you watch it in a dub to see exper- that experience because uh, sometimes you know like that one experience with gamers it was really funny yeah. <laughs> um, but if you watched it the first time you might not have enjoyed it as much um, my philosophy I guess with anime is I prefer it in sub because I feel like that's what the original um, feeling they were going for when they were first recording the show um, and then the English actors had to work with the Japanese voice acting. Yeah. Um, no, that's fair. You know. Yeah. But again, you know, I've been, I've been watching anime forever. <laughs> I don't, I don't even remember the first show. I mean, really it was Pokemon and Digimon, <laughs> but the, I didn't even know those were anime back then. Yeah, me neither. You know, like I was just telling this to Lemon earlier. I, back in the day out when I was watching One Piece, I watched like a few hundred in English. Like that, because that's what I started with on four kids. Oh, good times! But, uh, but then I caught up. There wasn't any more English, and so I had to transition to Japanese <laughs> if I wanted to continue watching the show. And then you became a man. Yes, yeah, so I became a weeb. <laughs> <laughs> or that, yeah, we can go with that then. But, and, <coughs> but I will admit, his, Luffy's voice at at least bugged me. Because I, I haven't checked, I probably should have checked before we started this, but I'm pretty sure Luffy's voice was a female, kind of like how they do with other voice actors like Ash and all of them. Um, if, it, if it is the same voice actor across, and it would be um, Colleen Clinkenbeard, so that is a female. Well, maybe for the English, but I'm talking about Japanese. Oh, Japanese. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, they also had a higher-pitched voice for Japanese uh, compared comparatively to the English voice acting and it just bugged me for a while but then like I just got used to it and then I actually prefer it oh really yeah sometimes it depends on the sh- depend on the show of course but I feel like sometimes in sub it feels more natural I guess because yeah. like that's the intent that's the original um original like recording and whatnot but it all it all just depends for me like um I'm, I'm probably lean more towards sub but I'm don't really care. It just depends on the show for me. For me, like Attack on Titan, I watched that one in English dubbed at first. But the main character, Aaron, the English, just annoyed me. Like his voice just annoyed me so much. But then when I switched to Japanese, it just sounds so much better. I was like, I get, I'll do this. I'll do this a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although there's one show we can agree that the dub is infinitely better. <laughs> yeah, what we mentioned before. Ghost Stories. Ghost Stories. <laughs> uh, notorious. We were just watching clips of it last night that we haven't seen before. Oh, great. That was great. Once a slut, always a slut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. We'll have to do, like, a review on that. Yeah, I, like, want to quote stuff, but it's, like, it's stuff I probably shouldn't say on a recording. I know. We don't want anyone to attack us. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it's definitely a very don't-watch-with-your-parents type of show either. Yeah. I know. Uh. Unless they have a good sense of humor, yeah. Yeah, like there's uh, there's a lot of jokes actually that 
don't age well um, <laughs> from when they first recorded to today. Yeah, like I wouldn't say Ghost Stories is very PC, but I think that's part of the charm. Like it is very funny if you if you have a like if you have a nineties sense, sense of humor. humor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colorful, yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> Colorful, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's another unique phenomenon as well. I've been saying that word a lot phenomenon, but but yeah, the it's just you never see like that ghost stories, like you never see like that happen where like the dubbed just like do whatever the frick they want, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it makes me really curious what the actual like original lines were, you know? Uh, uh, oh, I think we watched a comparison <laughs> thing and it was like super serious, you know. Yeah. <laughs> really cringy. Yeah. And then you watch the English one, it's like nothing like it. Uh. But anyways. Just, just as a disclaimer, like you, you can, you can watch the shows however you want. Uh, these are our opinions. Uh, I mean, maybe we'll we'll ch- change opinions later on in life. But uh, if you want to watch it in dub, watch it in dub. If you want to watch it in sub, choose sub because uh, mm-hmm. sub is better. Yeah. In the end, it's just teach their own. Yeah. Wait, wait. So what? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's our middle-of-the-road message. <laughs> By the way, sounds <laughs> better. Okay, but... Yeah, enjoy enjoy the anime. That Just enjoy it. Um, and actually, I wonder if the Japanese think the same thing about, like, our stuff. Like, do they watch the Avengers and go, like, sub is better? I don't know. Do they have it dubbed for it? I bet they probably do, yeah. Well, well there's a, there is a lot that know English, but yeah, no, I feel like they would have subtitles. Well, um, they have subtitles for sure, but dubbed is a question. Yeah, that is, any... a, that is a fair question, actually. I don't know if they have dubbed it for Japanese. I know in a lot of European countries they'll dub it into like Italian or Spanish or Dutch, but yeah. Japanese, I don't know. Yeah, if there's any listeners from different countries, you know, just let us know down below if you guys subs or dubs in English uh, TV shows or movies that'd be an interesting thing to hear about alright so we'll probably wrap this up soon there is one more thing that we wanted to bring up and it was for Lemon actually and it is the delay of Cyberpunk 2077 because you're the most excited for us out out of the three of us for that game yeah I've been pretty hyped for it and yeah, it's supposed to come out. This is the third time it's been delayed. It was supposed to come out in April. Then they they pushed it back to September. Then the first time it's like, okay, they have to make the game better or whatnot. But then they pushed it back to November. It's like, okay, but now they push it again to December. So it's like, okay, guys. It's like, I'm sure it'll still be a good game. And like, but I still think it's a very dumb decision on their part. Because like, like I said, I, I heard that like um, CD Projekt Red, their, their like um, stock market dropped like $3 billion from it. <laughs> Oh, just from gosh. that and also it's like yeah you guys are taking a lot of pride in your work and you want it to be perfect but nothing's going to be perfect when you put it out you know some pages got to go through something and just do it even though it's not going to be perfect like this podcast for example like we <laughs> to get together we've been talking about this for months and we decided just to get together and do it like it's not perfect but yeah we have fun doing it yeah exactly and also like in my project management class we talked about um the scope of like projects we talked about um, the opening of Disneyland and that was such like a chaotic opening like yeah. they were rushing so hard and like so much it was just a miracle that ever happened but like there was um cement that was still wet and there's like people's shoes were getting like sucked into the the cement but 
look where Disney's at now because of it. Like sometimes he's got to push forward and just move forward with it. Yeah. yeah. Would you say though? Kind of a question for you. If they chose a like a date to put it out, and they chose it to be later in the first place, like they chose December instead of saying April, then September or whatever, at then December. If they just said December in the first place, do you think there'd be this much backlash? No, definitely not. Like, there's even like rumors that they might even might not even be able to make it to the new delay now to December, because there's like there's still a lot of they're still, they're trying to they're basically trying to like make the game run smoothly on like all the local all the different like language localizations and also the current gen but um yeah they think they may not but some of the fans are saying like hey just let us know now so like we can plan ahead accordingly and stuff so yeah because you mentioned some people were upset because they'd actually like ask for the day off of work Mm -hmm. and set time aside to play it and i was like well great (laughs) right (laughs) that was for nothing yeah so like i defended them before because like it's really cool that they're actually pushing it back because they want to make sure it's actually works well compared to like other companies that would just like release a half half made game you know but <laughs> yeah <laughs> and stuff but, but yeah i just I was, i'm not really mad i'm more just disappointed like i'm not that i'm not so hung up that i'm gonna send death threats to these developers because like i know they're working hard and whatnot and i have other stuff going on in my life it's not like my sole reason for being is to play freaking cyberpunk you know so like I, I can find other things to do with my time and other games to play so i'm not that upset about it so yeah. i was more annoyed or disappointed be like come on guys it's a very dumb move on their part. I mean, they lost like three billion dollars, but yeah. at the same time, though, for Witcher Three, it was delayed a couple times. The fans are mad, but nobody talks about that now. So I figured if the game is 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 as good as the developers say it's going to be, then they shouldn't worry about it because then like people will forget about it if it's that good. So yeah, but yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to like hope too much. I guess for December tenth, I'm just going to like sit back and watch the flames go. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this will be good though. Like I'm sure. Uh, they've been working at this game for like eight years, so I'm sure it'll be a good game no matter what. Just yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and they got the magic of Keanu on their side. Right, I know. Perfect. I really hope he's in the game. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that wraps up our second episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.